Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm John McEnroe. I'm Bjorn Borg. This is Martina Navratilova. I'm Mats Wilander. I'm Stan Wawrinka. I'm Leighton Hewitt. I'm Andy Murray. This is Mary Carrillo, and you're listening to The Tennis Podcast. Simona Halep is a Grand Slam champion. That sounds pretty good, I, I think, as somebody who has been watching this game for qu- quite a few years now. She joins people like Jana Novotna, who we lost this year, of course, who finally managed to win a Grand Slam title. Ivan Lendl, Goran Ivanisevic, Andy Murray. There are so many of them. Caroline Wozniacki this year, Kim Kleisters many years ago, Catherine Whitaker, And I think it probably feels quite similar to all of those triumphs doesn't it it's 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 a monumental achievement first of all absolutely it's hard to sum up exactly what a, a monumental achievement it is for Halep not only on on the micro scale within that match you know coming from a set and two love down and a position where she must have questioned whether it was ever going to happen for her today and and perhaps overall in her lifetime and and of course on the macro scale as well you know having lost the three Grand Slam finals previously, you mentioned a pretty illustrious list of people um, who had been in that position. There are plenty that uh, that have lost finals and, and never come back and uh, and won a Grand Slam. Chris Evert as well, who um, we had on the coverage today. It's easy to forget that she lost her first three Grand Slam finals and she went to win, uh, went on to win 18 of them. So well, uh, I'm not, I didn't know that. Yeah, she lost her first three before winning her first here in Paris in 1974. Now, I'm not suggesting that that Halep is going to go on and become an 18-time Grand Slam champion, but I certainly think she could, you know, win five-plus, something like that, maybe. She's, you know, I, I certainly think multiple, multiple is, is what we're now expecting from her, really, although it's not fair to talk about that because what she's just done is shed herself of all the pressure and expectation um, and she deserves to, to enjoy that sensation for uh, for quite some time, I think. Yeah, I think that in itself, the fact that a year ago she was standing there having had the tables turned on her in a final with a handy lead, to come back and even reach the final after that disappointment on the top of two other Grand Slam finals that she lost okay the Australian Open was after that but it was that was even more heart-rending in a way wasn't it given the route she took and and everything but to come back and still reach the final and 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 when she went to set and a breakdown with Sloane Stevens playing the way she was it would have been so easy to just capitulate wouldn't it and frankly we've seen that a lot over the years from Simona Halep just tail spinning when it when the scoreboard starts to go against her 
this this has been the making of her today the, the fact that she's shown that she can just banish that feeling and, and those fears and, and those you know those feelings of just desperation and and almost despair really and and just say no i'm not having this i'm going to keep on going and if you win well good luck to you but you'll have to do it the hard way yeah because she must have felt what we were all feeling watching that first set which is this woman's unbeatable sloan stevens looked unbeatable i I couldn't understand how how you really consistently won points against her she was she wasn't just always there she wasn't just a ball machine she always seems to be on balance she doesn't just get to balls she gets to them in it with seemingly with bags of time to spare you know she's always on balance she's always you know got a reply with depth on it and she has the weapons as well to pull the trigger when necessary i just i found myself thinking in the first set it doesn't matter how well Simona Hallett plays today she is going to lose because Sloane Stevens playing like this is simply unbeatable now look Stevens did have a bit of a dip in the start of that uh, second set or certainly after she went to love up in that second set but I think Hallett as much provoked that dip um, as anything you know Hallett showed her that she wasn't going to have this title wrestled away from her she I don't know, you, you, you can put all sorts of um, sentimental narratives on it, but I think Halep had to get to the stage where she wasn't afraid to lose in order to win. I really do. You know, last year, a set and a breakup, I think maybe she thought, oh my God, what if I lose it from here? And then she did. Whereas today, she thought, okay, if I lose it, I lose it. Uh, you know, as she said in her pre-final press conference, I've lost three slam finals before and I'm still alive. She knew she could somehow some way get over the disappointment and pick herself up and she had to not be afraid of that today in order to <laughs> to not experience it and um goodness me the the guts on Simona Halep um I'm just so full of admiration for her what a woman what a woman um yeah very emotional tears everywhere Chrissy Everett had tears in her eyes I think Simon Reid did in the commentary box as well I shed a tear uh, the commentary cafe which is where the sort of off-duty commentators sit there were a lot of people um, dabbing away uh, specks of dust <laughs> from their eyes yeah. in there it really definitely was dust uh, for me Catherine definitely dust yeah yeah just going back to the the performance of Stevens I I I've been given quite a lot of stick on Twitter over the last hour or so, uh, somewhat <laughs> uh, justly because You're talking uh, about I, West I, Brom again, David. No, I wasn't this time. I, I've, I've, I've I've managed to find something else to get wrong. Uh, but anyway, at, at six three two love, I I just said kind of along. I was kind of thinking along the lines of what you've just said. That how do you beat this woman? How could how can you play better tennis than this? And I compared this performance in a slam final at 6-3-2 love to some of the all-time greats. What I meant by that was this is the sort of performance that people like Serena Williams put on in a, in a big final or Roger Federer or Rafael Nadal or anybody. This is how good it feels. What, it was, what David. It was for a certain producing. bit. It was. That's that. You shouldn't get stick for that. Everything changed after that. At the well, point that you tweeted I mean, that, you were right. Well, a number of people were saying I jinxed her and I, I, I only wish I had that sort of effect on, on world matters <laughs> but, uh, with what I tweet hey, but anyway, you jinx some other things David yeah I'll, I'll see what I can do but the fact is that then she lost the next two games and, and that there was a clear loss of 
I don't know, concentration or something, or maybe she just suddenly thought, crikey, I'm playing well. But until that point, the, the way she played tennis was was breathtaking in so many ways and it wasn't about power or, or, or just incredible speed around the court it was just the ease with which she seemed to be doing it all everything was coming out of the centre of the racket her movement if you just if you just concentrate on Sloane Stevens for a few points rather than the ball I don't I can't really imagine anybody making the game of tennis look more simple than she makes it look and yet she's being as effective as you can be at the same time. That, that's, that's a huge compliment as far as I'm concerned to, to how good she really is. And just, I mean, just imagine how good she could become, how much she could end up winning if she were to, to be able to sustain it and, and, and keep producing. But all the more respect, therefore, needs to go to Hallett because she did not allow that to, set, to make her despondent. And that is a total turnabout in her personality. Absolutely, I, I, but I think I think Stevens did her a favour with the quality of her play today because she made Simona Halep realise that the only way to win it was was to win it was to wrestle it from Stevens was to to try and redline it you know to to go for it. There's been a lot of talk about how Halep has had to try and coax herself with the help of Darren Cahill, try and coax herself into into being more aggressive because it doesn't necessarily come naturally to her. Well, she had no choice today. She had absolutely no choice. She had to say to herself at set and two love down, I have to try and redline it. I could lose the next um, I could lose the next ten games and uh, go down without a trace. But I, I have to try and redline it because I'm not going to beat her at her own game today. And she <laughs> so Stevens kind of forced that extraordinary performance out of uh, Simona Hallett. I'm not worried for Sloane Stevens. I think she'll be disappointed for a bit and I think uh, I think we might see the odd slam where she loses first round and I think we'll see the odd slam where she wins it pretty easily she will win more slams I don't I really can't see how anybody that played the level of tennis she did today and throughout this tournament cannot win more grand slam titles you talked about Chris Evert early on I, I was hugely impressed with her commentary on the match on a number of levels. I mean, she's obviously very well researched anyway uh, these days for these matches, but just the way she was reading what ended up happening as well. She said from very early stages that if this goes three, Halep's the favourite. Um, no matter what happens before that, she just feels that she is the better athlete in terms of stamina uh, and an engine, so to speak, and, and that she, she would be able to outlast Stevens. And, and that's, that's what happened, really. Um, Halep got stronger down the stretch. And I imagine that what happened as well was that she started to really believe that it could happen. Do you know what I mean? And it, it, it spurred her on. Yeah, I think that's true. But then I also think that she she didn't allow herself to to maybe think about it actually happening until the very last moment. Um, she had uh, there was a there was a moment when it looked like it could have ended up being a six love uh, final set um, when Sloane Stevens was serving to stay in it, love five down. I'm glad it wasn't. I'm glad it wasn't. That was as competitive a 6-1 set I think as you'll ever see. You know, Stevens did not deserve to be bageled in that final set. It was. It was competitive every step of the way, right up until Stevens' return hit the net uh, and Hallett was, was the champion. It was an absolutely glorious sight, every single minute of it, to see a, 
a Grand Slam title won that way. Nobody lost anything today. No, nothing was lost. It was an absolute spectacle, um, and it it was it was a joy to, to be here and and to, to witness it, David. As we speak, it's currently five thirty on Saturday afternoon in the UK. It's six thirty where you are in Paris. What will the rest of Simona Halep's day look like? Give give our listeners an insight into what this will be like now because I mean you know we, we've heard Sloane Stevens talk about it before after the US Open just what she had to to come up against really in order to fulfill all the obligations of Grand Slam champion this is new territory for well Simona she is Howard, expected it? imminently in the Eurosport studio David so that's uh, first on her agenda I'm sure she's visiting other studios as well um, but her, her, there is the there is the buzz around Eurosport Towers um, that only is associated with the visit of a world number one and Grand Slam champion. Uh, so she'll do a ch- tour of studios, um, and then I don't know. It, it's interesting, isn't it? This is something else I, I chatted with um, with Chris Evert after the match. With some first-time Grand Slam champions, especially when there's been such a wait and such anticipation and build-up, and I think in particular about. Andy Murray with this when they finally do it when they finally win one you know Murray US Open 2012 it's almost so overwhelming that they're kind of unable to really really enjoy it Murray's first Wimbledon 2013 he speaks now he spoke when he won his second Wimbledon about how much more he was able to enjoy it than the first because the overriding feelings are of of disbelief um, and overwhelmment overwhelmment Shock. Shock, disbelief. Um, Yeah, a feeling of just being completely submerged by the moment. Um, I didn't get that feeling with Simona Halep today. I don't know what her style is, whether she'll go out on the town partying, whether she'll um, go for a nice dinner with her team. Um, Whatever her style is, I think she'll love every minute of it. I think, you know, Chris Evert described her as one of the happiest Grand Slam champions you'll ever see. And... I don't think it's unusual for any human beings to feel when when you achieve something so big and so coveted and something which you expect to make you feel one way. I don't think it's unusual to uh, to find that it actually makes you feel another, or to find that it's just a little bit tainted with a feeling you don't expect. It's you like know, the emptiness really. Absolutely, uh, emptiness or anxiety or or I don't know. Sometimes emotions when they're that anticipated and that coveted are not as pure as you want them to be Um, but I think it it is pretty pure for Simona Halep certainly what I saw out there on the court I think think that was pretty pure joy that we witnessed and that's infectious you know there's such a feel good factor feel good feeling around Roland Garros this evening there really is and yeah there's something there's something really nice about seeing um, a group of people en masse take such pleasure in someone else's achievement and someone else's joy. That's sort of a, a good a good celebration of humanity, really. I'm getting far too pretentious and profound, David. Please intervene. <laughs> yes, I like it. Save um, me from myself. Second one of the year, this, isn't it? Because of Wozniacki doing the same in, in Australia. Um, I, I don't know Samantha Halep at all. I've interviewed her once or twice, and, and I know people who know her a little bit. I think, I've just got this feeling that at some point in her victory celebration, uh, it's going to involve necking shots of tequila in a bar. 
I, d- I don't know why that is, but I've just got, I've just got this feeling that all the team together are just going to be slamming a, a tequila. Hang on down a second. Her parents it. are here, though, David. Did they right. look like tequila slammer people to you? I don't know. You know, I mean, you can't tell, can you? I just you know how it gets me when the parents are watching, David. I'm glad I didn't know the parents were watching throughout the match because I wouldn't have been able to take that. They they kept on cutting to Darren Cahill and his reaction shots were uh, were emotive enough. But oh, when she hugged when she hugged her mum and she hugged her dad. I know. Oh. I, I had to turn away actually <laughs> at that point and uh, you know try and be something you know do something really responsible for a few minutes. But anyway, uh, yeah. So, Were anyway, your kids so watching, David? They, my daughter was watching with me. And, and what did uh, she? What does she think of Simona Halep? She really because I know Simona your daughter's Halep. a big fan of Joe Conta, yeah, and, and and you're a big fan of her being a big fan of of Joe Conta because what a great role, role model she is. Do you feel? Do you feel similarly about Halep? Well, generally speaking, I do. I I, I don't agree with everything that Simona Halep does and says or has said over the years, but. I do feel that she's a. She seems like a really decent person to me, uh, at heart, and, and a hard worker, and somebody who's trying her best. I've always quite enjoyed, as much as it's self-defeating in some ways for her. I've always quite enjoyed her sort of cynicism about herself when it's not going well. I've quite, you know, when she does those on-court coaching bits, and she basically says, you know, I'm just, I just can't play. I'm just, you know, it's not going to, it's not going to happen, Darren. You can, you know, you can, you're saying all this. It's not going to happen, is it? <laughs> I quite enjoy because all it's that. relatable, isn't it? That's yes. how that's how mortals like you and I feel every day. <laughs> it's just, I get, I my alarm goes off my, most mornings, and I think, oh god, it's not going to happen. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, <laughs> it's he, not going to happen. I love the way he sort of says, "Look, you're just going to have to work that out for yourself." Then, you know, I'm not. If if that's your attitude, sort it out yourself. Um, so I quite enjoy their candor between the two of them. Um, but generally speaking, I agree. Well done, Simona Halep. I think she's she's a cracking player, and and it would feel wrong if she finished her career without a Grand Slam title. And that's put to bed now. There's, it does feel a little bit like Murray and Ivanisevic and and Novotna and players like that who you who you, who've just come so close and. Well- and, with and the, finally got over the I, I, this is this is another one you should have thought of for a pole vault, David. But with Wozniacki oh, and Halep, our two Grand Slam champions for the year, who now is the best female player not to have won a Grand Slam title? Good question. Probably Karolina Pliskova or Alina Svitolina. I would say the, the current ones. Um, good question. I'm glad you provoked a pole vault, though, <laughs> Catherine. I'm going to be on it uh, very soon. So delighted that you're on board. It's only taken six years. I, I, I would agree with you. They, I, they're, they're, they're good enough to, but there's not the same feeling of sort of of entitlement. You don't feel like they no. are a sort of owed a Grand Slam title by virtue of their achievement to date in the way that you you, you did with Wozniacki and, and Halep and so on. I know Pliskova has obviously been to world number one, but, but yeah, they've been it's knocking on the door. Whereas Fitzgerald, yeah, and it's time. Really it's handled. time though for them to burst through that door anyway a conversation for another day david it is planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and it's all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands plus quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST. And up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, Tennis Podcast listeners. David here. Now, you might know that I love a bit of cooking, and I think I'm quite good at it. But if I'm honest, even I get fed up trying to work out what to do every night. That's where Home Chef comes in. Being able to put together a delicious meal without the long prep and the cook times, well, that's pretty cool. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. They have over 30 options a week and serve a variety of dietary needs, so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it's economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. Now, for a limited time, Home Chef is offering Tennis Podcast listeners 18 free meals plus free dessert for life and, of course, free shipping on your very first box. Go to homechef.com slash tennis. That's homechef.com slash tennis for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. You heard it right. Let's have a little look at the men's singles final for tomorrow quickly, shall we? Uh, loved your chats with uh, Mario Carrillo and Simon Briggs yesterday in fact uh, I did have a number of people say to me David I, I I hope you're not offended but the two best shows this fortnight have been the ones that you weren't on uh, and I was and I can only agree <laughs> quite, quite honestly um, and uh, it was magical so um, f- sorry folks I'm back today uh, hopefully we can get rid of me tomorrow but uh team against Nadal I mean it's such a, an in, interesting prospect isn't it because they've never played oh they have played against each other at the French Open uh, last year of course at the semi-final stage and it was I can understand thrashing. why you're you're not remembering that David it was it was pretty forgettable for six, three, six, four, six love yeah. to, to Nadal but Ouch. you know the last two players to beat Nadal on clay um, have been is that right? Yeah, it is. It yeah, is right. It yeah, has been yeah. Dominant team in Rome well, last year and Madrid this year. So, you know, he he knows what it feels like to taste victory against this guy on on clay, which is incredible, really, isn't it? To 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 think about. He also did it in 2016, uh, seven six in the third. I just think which team is going to turn up this time because we know what we're going to get from Nadal don't we I mean especially if this the, the weather's half decent he's going to be awesome can team live with him yeah and the th- so he's got the two recentest victories over Nadal on clay the only thing he hasn't proven to himself that he can do is beat Rafa on clay over best of five sets now there is absolutely no reason why physically he can't do that. I believe Dominic Team is physically incredibly strong. He's a, you know, he's hard as nails. That's been part of Gunter Bresnik's plan for him. And finally, he's come partly courtesy to two injuries that blighted him earlier on in the season. He is peaking at exactly the right time in this Grand Slam, which is something that is. Uh, troubled him in the past and something which I have to do some word eating on because 
playing Leon turns out was exactly the right decision. I'll do more word eating at a later date, but that's your preliminary word eating. Um, <laughs> so I think he needs to not see this whole beating Rafa over best of five as this huge, insurmountable summit because physically he can do it. There, he he can. He can go toe-to-toe with Rafa physically over five hours, I believe. I believe he's strong enough for that now. It's the intensity. It's the not being able to afford dips in concentration at any stage because yeah. Rafa will pounce. It's, it's, it's mental. It is absolutely mental. And, and uh, yeah, I hope Gunter Bresnik... He needs to go and see the same... Um, Chrissy Everett was saying... Um, in the aftermath of the Halep victory, that Simona Halep and uh, Andy Murray uh, went to see the same sports psychologist. Murray, when he was chasing his first Grand Slam and chasing his first Wimbledon, he went to see... Uh, we couldn't quite remember the name. I will Google it, but it was a female sports psychologist, I think she said. And Simona Halep has been seeing the same one. So if, if she accepts emergency calls, uh, <laughs> this woman, who's, whose prices have probably just gone up, even further in the last uh, hour or so, I would suggest a, put, pop a quick call in, Dominic. See get, what get she can do. There. It can't hurt, can it? Can't hurt. Ten o'clock tonight, you know, that should do the trick before you go to sleep, and you'll wake up with a new spring in your step. H- hard to believe that they've. This will be the tenth time they've played, and all ten of them on clay. Um, it's six three to Nadal. It's because uh, team plays most of his tennis on clay, David. Yeah, true, true. He goes and plays on clay I mean, in sort of mid-October, doesn't he? He finds clay court events to play. He um, And also he loses sort of first or second round of non-clay court. I mean, yeah, now is not the moment, David, to get me started on a rant about Dominic team schedule. Now is the moment for me to be eating my words about Dominic team yeah. schedule. Well, but, um, look, he is basically doing what Thomas Muster used to do. That's what he's trying to do, it seems to me. He's trying to copy that mentality. Play every week, battle harden yourself, just make it automated and then deliver. Uh, and a lot of the times I've, I've felt that that was the wrong thing to do. Well, he's in the final of the French Open, so we can't really... We can't argue with that. And if he goes and beats Nadal tomorrow, then you know that, that is put to rest forevermore as, a, as, a, as an argument. You can't, you can't question Dominic team anymore. But I watched them both in practice earlier today, David, and they were, they were both absolutely going for it. There was nothing light about either of these practices. They weren't, you know, a, a, a brief run out to get the feel of the court and the feel of ball on racket. This was um, absolutely hitting the cover off tennis balls type practicing for the both. I mean, mm. that's standard for Rafa. Rafa Nadal I'm, I'm aware of that he, he hits the ball oh, I don't know what 10-15 miles per hour harder in practice than he does in uh, in match play but Dominic team oh goodness me I didn't want to be a tennis ball in his practice today no well he he does have that feeling of intensity about him doesn't he that when he's really on I mean it is it is quite intimidating the way he plays the sport he does look to dominate people so can he do it? That's the big question. I mean, it's a, it's a big ask on this stage. But you know, he's 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 ready. I think now to to step up to another level. I I, I think if he you can were, make it competitive. If you were fixing the odds, David, where would you put them at? Oh, I mean, I I don't I don't really understand odds that much. But I mean, <laughs> I, I, okay. I if think, they play uh, that match, if they play the final tomorrow ten times, how many times does team win it? One. 
that uh, as as things stand, I would say one really. Uh, um, I, I I do feel that Nadal is a very heavy favourite. He, it's team has got to find a way to stay with him early on. Um, and but you know, I say that we know Nadal's going to be awesome. I certainly expect him to be awesome. He might just have a bad day. It is possible, I suppose. But I'd be very surprised. I think he's going to be unbelievably nervous, Nadal. Um, and if team can find a way to be just a bit less nervous uh, and get that first set, that's a huge ask because for team it's his it's his first Grand Slam final, uh, and it is absolutely not for Rafael Nadal. But if he can find a way to just be a bit less nervous than Nadal, and uh, and just surprise him, shock him a bit, like Diego Schwartzman did, make him go, oh goodness, oh goodness, this isn't you know. This might not happen for me today. Just make him feel uneasy. As soon as he starts to feel comfortable and at home and like, you know, he's on the court that he owns, where he belongs, then you're in serious trouble. Yeah. Um, give yeah. the crowd something to cheer for because they love Nadal here. They, ex- they respect him immensely and they do adore him. But I'm not sure they want to see him win tomorrow. They want a new champion. They're ready for something new. You know, a lot of commentators here are pretty open about that. John McEnroe, Mats Vilander, they say the same. I love Nadal. They they are... Yeah, I mean, the, they could talk all day about the ways in which they, they respect everything about him on and off the court. But they want to see a new champion here. They want some interest. They want some intrigue. And I think by and large the crowd here tomorrow will feel the same so give Mm. them something to cheer for Dominic I think that's something we haven't mentioned in the match today I think I don't think the pro Halep crowd affected Stevens too much today I think she's pretty impervious to that doesn't mind too much but I think it helped Halep today I do I think you know even if it was just a a fraction of a percent I think it would have given her a boost Um, and I think it could help team tomorrow Right then. So, what's going to what's the score going to be? And I'm going to go for Nadal in four. Well, Nadal's going to win, David. <laughs> Nadal's yeah, Nadal. but how many sets? Yeah, N- Nadal in four, I think. Okay. All right, Catherine. Whittaker. We had to talk Sterling it up, though, didn't we, David? It'd be a bit of a boring podcast if we just went. Yep, we said Nadal was going to win at the start, and we <laughs> still think Nadal's going to win. See you tomorrow. Yeah, I tell you what. Let's forget all the in the podcasts in the middle. Um, we'll just go to the last one. Uh, but anyway, that that's so. We've got Samantha Halep as a champion. We think Nadal will win tomorrow. Uh, a couple of other results: ha- uh, Harriet Dart in Surbiton narrowly missed out on reaching the final. Seven six in the third, she lost to Connie Perrin. Uh, Dan Evans also beaten in straight sets by Jeremy Shardy. Um, so no British involvement in the singles final in Surbiton and uh, Catherine anything else before you uh, go off and have cheese board or no I think I'm going to go and toast Simona Halep is what I'm going to do yes sounds like a splendid idea we'll all do that Uh, we'll be back with another tennis podcast tomorrow we've been brought to you in association with the telegraph go and check out their website get the newspaper tomorrow there'll be articles from simon briggs and charlie eccleshire all the team there that'll be well worth having a look at Uh, we are 
Executive produced by Melanie Bowes, by TennisBalls.com, by Triple S. Our mascot is the recovering, we very much hope, Charlie the Ferret. We're also sponsored by La Manga Club. And don't forget, enter Tennis Podcastaways. Show your support for the podcast in all sorts of weird and wonderful places with animals, with, with uh, I don't know, m- mascots of your own. Maybe you've got your own mascot in your own house, a cuddly toy. I don't know. Stick them in a Tennis Podcast T-shirt. Uh, anything to get our attention, really, and you might win yourself a little holiday. We'll be back with another Tennis Podcast the final one of the French Open in 2018 tomorrow. See you then. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.